Hey everybody, welcome to Beyond Grit with me, Robert Young. Hey, I want to take a moment to ask, I need to ask, if you guys are enjoying this, um, I would love for you guys to share it with a friend, share it with some family, go on iTunes or Spotify, whatever you use, um, and rate and review it. Um, I want to get this thing to grow, and I need your help in doing that. Um, We've got some amazing people on here that come on and tell their story and, and share their life's events, and hopefully it's adding a little bit of value to your life as you're trying to navigate through that uh, little world we call life and building and prepping things and raising kids and raising families and just succeeding. So like I said, if you are finding some value, if you think that this is really good information, I would love for you to share it. The more you share it, the more it'll grow, the more it'll get out there and they'll share, they'll share, they'll share. And then It'll be awesome. So, um, man, this weekend was amazing. I did something that I thought I would never do before. I went on um, the pub trolley in Charlotte, and um, some really good friends of ours, it was for their anniversary, and they invited us all to go out and and tool around um, South End in Charlotte. And to tell you the truth, I didn't know how it was going to be. Um, I've seen those pub trolleys going up and down the street, and I'm like, look at those crazy characters out there. Um, but we did it, and I'm telling you, we had a blast. It was so much fun. We went to a couple breweries um, in the South End. We went out to dinner, and we just had a great time. Um, the atmosphere was fun. People were cool. Um, and getting down into Charlotte South End was, was a lot of fun. And um, we had a good time, and I highly recommend it. So... Um, this week's guest is John Weisenhan III, CEO, Director of CBD Online. So I've known John for a while. Uh, I met him over at CrossFit Weddington, where I meet everybody. And um, he's got a pretty good story um, coming up. He's been in sales forever. Um, and when he started, he was 26 years old. And he said he was on an airplane, 284 airplanes in just one year. And just going out, meeting people, and selling his product. Um, He then um, looked at the CBD market. And he knew that this was like the next thing. And he decided to take that market and then build it out um, on the web and go that way of, of the sales. So he's grown that for, um, quite a few years and he's getting ready to probably sell that and move on to something else. Um, he said that the way that he does his business works well, he said for his ADD, where he builds something and sells it, finds the next thing, he's going to build it and sell it and move on. And I think that's a really good thing um, just for the fact that most people think that they have to come into something and remain in it and remain in it for 20 years or remain in it until they retire. But he's taken his expertise in building companies and being able to build them and sell them and move on to the next thing. So it was a really cool uh, chat sitting down with him. Uh, Hopefully, you guys will enjoy it and here we are with John. Most stories of success usually focus on a person's highlight reel. In this podcast those people will share what goes on beyond the curtain. You'll hear about their wins and losses and how those experiences created the grit and determination. There's no such thing as luck 
welcome to Beyond Grit with Robert Young. Hey, John, how are you? What's up, Robert? Thanks for having me on. Yeah. How's your day going so far? So far, so good. Yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, I've, everything in it's funny, everything about your day is, is somewhat routine, right? And mm-hmm. and as you know, I've progressed, it's it's gotten into this um you have to have a routine to manage your time properly. Yeah. And there's there's one extreme where you block out, you know, certain components of the day and half hour blocks or hour blocks or whatever. And then there's you know the other side where you just kind of get get stuff done, right? Yeah. Um hey, real quick, yeah, what's the what's the language thing on here? Oh, you can you can you can drop okay yeah okay i don't i don't want to get you crazy we're not we're not sailors but uh it's okay so uh so look it's uh you know in in daily blocks every morning i get up i try to exercise i've been walking the dogs lately it's kind of been my thing Mm -hmm. but morning's good you know cup of coffee get the routine get checking on email and do my stuff yeah are you one of those that time blocks on the the hour, the half hour, or time block that way, or you kind of let it roll. You know, if there's if there's if there's an intentional objective for a meeting or with a team or a call I have to take, those are obviously intentionally blocked out. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I call I call that time flubber time, right? Okay. So flubber time is the time where I basically catch up on the things that are in my own brain that uh-huh. I know I have to get done that day. Okay. And I, I don't schedule anything past four o'clock in the day because that's kind of my time to make sure that my brain is reset for the next day. Yeah. So I still work from probably four to six on just email cleanup, finishing a project I may have started earlier in the day, following up on a conference call I had earlier in the afternoon, something like that. Yeah. I, uh, I'm kind of, I'll, I'll do half and half. It all depends on how busy I am whether I, I time block it out and sit down and do it because if I don't, I'm one of those that it, it just goes crazy. I'll jump from one thing to the other, to the other, which is a business coach's nightmare. And, but I do it. I'm, I'm guilty of that. Yeah. I'm the same way. So I I tell people sometimes I'm like, you know, I, I, uh, in high school and college, I had to take Ritalin because I was very ADHD, right? Mm -hmm. Like my mind goes a million different directions. And you know, in my career and as I've progressed, that's actually has proven to be a benefit for me because I've learned to channel it properly. Yeah. So I can take, you know, all these thoughts and as wild as they may be and channel them into productivity and business growth. Yeah. Are you, are you where you get hyper-focused on a single task or, um, do you have that? Sometimes. Yeah. Depends. Yeah. Cause I've heard that, you know, about, people with ADHD and, and they'll, they will, they'll jump from this to this, to this, but then when they find this one thing, they'll go hyper-focused deep on it. And, um, it depends on what it is. Like we're working on a project right now. We're launching a wholesale platform on one of the, the websites that we own and operate. We've never done wholesale before. The margins were never that great. So it's, uh, it's just never something that made sense from a business perspective. Mm-hmm even though a lot of our competitors were doing it, I'm like, no, 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 no. From, because here's the thing, like you could sell a hundred thousand dollars in wholesale of product and make 10 grand, or you could sell a hundred thousand dollars direct to the consumer on a website and make 50 grand. So your time is always better spent 
selling direct to the consumer because your margins are higher because you're not you don't have anybody in the middle, right? Yep. So, long story short, we we are launching a wholesale model because the margins are really strong, and um, we had the idea last Thursday. Got the team rocking and rolling on all the deliverables and execution on Monday this week, and the the sucker launches on Friday. So that is a great example of hyper-focus. So we had to launch a whole new website, build a whole new platform, integrate a ton of different plugins and integrations into this thing, hire a sales head to get this thing up and running by Friday, and we're going to do it. We're going to hit it. Today's Thursday, it launches tomorrow. Wow. So that's a great example of hyper-focus, but when it makes sense. Right. And that's just something you guys, how, how long was this in the making? To get to where the wholesale side, yeah, uh, one week, yeah, that's amazing, <laughs> but, right? But I mean, look, there's a lot of other components and learnings along the way that allows yeah. uh, allowed us to get there. So we didn't have to figure out how to build a website because we have a team that does that. We didn't have to figure out how we're going to process payments because we have a payment processor. We didn't have to figure out what products we're going to buy because we already sell them direct to the consumer. Right. Like, there's a lot of other components that were already the foundation was already built. And this is just a bolt on to that. Okay. So it was a little easier to execute on, on the front side. Now from idea of a brand new website platform because of the, the e-commerce businesses we run to full execution is probably like six weeks okay. starting from scratch. But this bolt on thing was a little bit easier just because of, you know, the foundation was already built. Yeah. Now you've been um, for the past, what is it? Three years. Um, you started the direct CBD online. Right. Yeah. Doing that for three of 2018. Okay. And yeah. So this, uh, yeah, last month was three years. Okay. Was that the first time that you kind of went on your own and started your own thing? A hundred percent on my own. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, so growing up, like it, it was, it's funny. So I moved, 12 times before, or excuse me, I moved 12 times before I graduated college. I went to five different high schools. Um, my parents always picked up and moved. We moved every two to three years as a kid. So like being nimble and being able to pivot and make new friends and get to know people was always just kind of in my blood. I didn't know any different. Right. So, you know, some people are saying, oh, that must've been hard, but it, it really wasn't hard because that's all I knew. Right. Right. So I didn't know what stability was. I didn't know what living in one place was. And I'm thankful for that because it's allowed me to transition extremely easily to new opportunities and see new things and say, oh, I want to latch onto that. I want to do that. And my dad worked for GE growing up and then, you know, got into the entrepreneurial world later in his career. And, you know, I, I remember sitting, you know, when I was probably 12, 13 years old at his home office in Texas, when we lived there in Dallas, Texas great place to live. I moved back there. It's, it's fantastic. Um, but you know, saying, wow, like he's, he's, he had something coming in on the fax machine. It was a pink sheet of paper and he, and he held it up to me and, and I was sitting on the floor, just listening to him work and talk on the phone and stuff like that. He goes, this is what you work for. He goes, this is what you work for. This is, this is called a, a PO purchase order. He's like, this is what pays the bills. And every, every, ever since then, I'm like, how do you generate more POs? How do you generate yeah. more POs? So um, you know, it's, I'm like, you know, so I, in 20, 2012, it was me, my dad, my brother, two other partners and a private equity firm started uh, mystic electronic cigarettes. So we, I, 
I was in charge of the sales team then. So I uh-huh. took, um, we took an electronic cigarette brand from Idea, uh, built a brand, sold the brand in the Walgreens, Walmart, Rite Aid, Speedway, Circle K, Dollar General, Family Dollar, 70,000 locations, retail locations across the country in two and a half years. Wow. Like, talk about, I was on, there was one year, I was on 284 airplanes in a 12-month period. Absolutely. Just selling, just grinding I was just bouncing around the country, selling as hard as I possibly could. How just grinding, you? just selling. Like I had mouths to feed. Uh, let's see, I'm 36 now, about to be 37 next month. Uh, so I was, that was probably 10, I was 20, 25, 26, 27. Do you have kids? At and you? walking in. Yeah. So we had Jack, my son, when I was 25. Okay. And you know, at the time, you know, it was tough. Like my wife and I got married. I met my wife. We got engaged six weeks after we met. We'll be married 13 years this year. Happy as can be. I'm so thankful for her. But when we, we found out four months after we got married, I'm backtracking a little bit, but that we got pregnant with Jack. We thought it was going to take forever. It took her mom a really long time to get pregnant. So we thought it was going to take a while. It did not. <laughs> so she got pregnant. She had Jack and we decided like, she always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I always wanted to be the breadwinner and have a stay-at-home wife. It uh-huh. was just, it just worked. Like a lot of, a lot of uh, moms want a career. And I think that's awesome. But that just, that was, I didn't want that for my wife and she didn't want that as a mom. And then okay. so it just worked. Yeah. But at the, at the time we were living on, you know, one salary. And at that time I was making $40,000 a year to feed my wife. She wasn't working and my son, you know, and it was tough. So I was like, man, I got to, I got to grind out of this. I just wanted more. Like some people are totally cool with that and that's fine. But you know, I, I just, just wasn't in my blood. So, and it, it was one of those things where when we launched that company, I knew this was kind of a ticket. Like if I can succeed here with a private equity company, get in, make some money, I can make a really good living for myself. So we did that. But here's what I learned. After all that was done, the private equity firm ended up buying us out, took over the company back in 2017. So that kind of that was a great like five year run, learned a ton on the executive team, Um, you know, didn't really control the company. But, you know, I sold the bit. I sold the product. Right. Um, So. All that to say going back to POs, your POs and your livelihood was contingent on six to eight national retailers and whoever the buyer was for Walgreens, whoever the buyer was for Walmart. And your livelihood literally hung on the string of that human's decision. Yeah. Okay. So when I sat back after that season of my life was over, I sat back and said, I don't want to be beholden to one person. I want to sell to the entire country. I want to start an e-commerce platform, but I don't want to build a brand again. because that's a lot of work. It's expensive. And I went online, went to godaddy.com and I bought directcbdonline.com for $11.99 a year and built a team around that. uh, And I said, hey, look, you know, I have an idea. I went to a marketing firm I used in the past. I said, I have an idea. I have no money, but I think this is going to work. 
I think CBD is on the up, up and up. And here's my idea. I said, here's what I want to do. I want to partner with you. If you believe in my idea, I can't pay you anything until the money starts, until the, the company starts generating revenue. Mm-hmm. Will you ride this wave with me? And the owner, his name's Rob. He said, yes. And I said, okay, cool. So they did all this development work, all the marketing work, the SEO work. You know, we did the product development work, ran the company, the financial side, all that kind of stuff. And he partnered with me because he believed in the concept. And that's really important when you when you look back and you you look at you know how you know life is made up of little decisions along the way, right? So if you had a piece of string, every time you tie a knot is a decision that takes you in a different direction. So right. if you look at a knot, if you look at the end of the knot, sometimes it goes up, sometimes it goes down, sometimes it goes straight. And that if you lay it out on a table, that the, the string goes zigzag all along the way. So life is made up of decisions and what's going to get you to the end point, your goal fastest, right? So and sometimes the knots are bigger than others. But um, in, tw- in the middle of last year, in the middle of 2020, we ended up buying that marketing firm and taking all those employees in-house. So like when you look at all the, the sequence of events, it, it just it just worked. They yeah. believed in me. I believed in them. And now they're full-time employees of, of our company, which is great. And they're amazing. Yeah. So it's um it's it's just taking risks. I mean, it's it's just hard. So anyway, going back to the purchase order thing, like every time we get an order, that's a PO to me. You know, it's a hundred dollars at a time. Every single time coming through and you know, if we, if a customer and look, you're going to make customers unhappy, there's going to be unhappy people out there. You can't please everyone. It's po- literally. And we just hope we please more people than we don't. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, hopefully significantly in getting the PO. So how the, the whole CBD thing, what got you interested in that and, and felt like, this is it. Like I, you know, this is something that is going to grow. Or did you, were you like, um, oh, this, this kind of sounds pretty good. I think we can do this. I mean, what were your thoughts back then? You know, it, it, my thought was always, so electronic cigarettes, what that taught me for that five, that five years of my life was if you're in a disruptive category, that's new to the consumer, then, and you can ride that the trend and the wave before it comes mainstream and get in early on, you can make a lot of money really fast. Right. Mm-hmm. And those opportunities in my mind only come along once every five to seven years. So electronic cigarettes was like 2012 to like 2018. Right. And then CBD has been like 2018 to 2021, probably on to 2022. Um, we launched a, a Delta eight site. So that, that started last year in 2019, that wave is really booming right now. Um, So it's, it's just one of those things where if you can find a disruptive product that's new um, to the consumer that works and they're interested in it, you're going to have a little bit of success, right? But you have to know how to execute. So, you know, ideas are great. And I have a lot of friends with a lot of great ideas and everybody sees, Oh, John, you've been successful. And, um, you know, I want to build an e-com platform. I'm like, okay, cool. Like that's, that's fine. But ideas are great. 
Mm-hmm. Ideas are great. Everybody's got ideas, but not everybody can execute. And it all goes down to execution. If you can take 90, even like 80% of your idea and execute on 50% of that, you're going to outpace 99% of the people in the world. Yeah. Like you, people will, will sit there and say, and, and, you know, I say this at the risk of being a modest, but like I've been called a master executor before, right? You just, you just have to execute, just freaking execute. And if you just do what you say and you execute on it, it will eventually work and you're going to fail. So I tell my team, I'm like, simplify, automate and fail fast. Yeah. Cause we don't have time to sit and talk around about failing for long, simplify, automate, fail fast. And then move on. Do you? Yeah, just move on. Like if it doesn't work, move on. Move on. Did you, uh, so you're, a lot of people don't, a lot of people have the idea. A lot of people are scared of the risk of moving in and, and failing, or they don't know, you know, how to take their idea and move it forward. Right. And what would you, what kind of um, advice would you give people that are in that arena? Like I, I could have an idea. I just don't know how to move it forward. You know? Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's being creative It's surrounding yourself with good people. It's having a tremendous amount of faith. It's um, look, if you're, if you're scared, yeah, it was, it was funny. We're, I'm working on another project right now that we just started and I've been working on it since about January. Um, I'm not going to bore you with the details of it, but I, I brought in a guy and, and he's like, I, I just feel so discouraged about this. I'm, I'm like, why? He goes, he goes, well, how do you always see like the good in this? I was like, man, look, if you're scared, you're always going to be scared. You can't train, you can't untrain scared. Mm-hmm. In, in my mind, it's impossible. And that's why 95% of people in the country work for big corporations. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? Like I yep. I have 15 employees. Like there's nothing wrong with that. But I have this weird ability to put blinders on and I just go forward. And I just, for whatever reason, I just don't get scared. And it's, it's about taking risks. And if it doesn't work, you got to fail fast and move on before you like, you know, put yourself, sink yourself into a hole, you know, yeah. cause you can, but y- you've, uh, it, it's tough because things are scary, but if you don't try, you'll never know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess that's what I would tell someone is, is dip your toe in, just, just go, just start executing. And you're going to know if it's going to work or not. If you feel forward momentum, if you feel progression, if it's starting to work, Give it more time, dedicate more time, stay up later, wake up earlier, do those things. If it's not, start to unwind it. Yeah. Right. So I mean, it's you can you can you can be scared, but try it without going in head first. Yeah. Right. Like I'm not suggesting people go and quit their full-time job to try an idea that they have, but they can try the idea as a side hustle, but you got to give up some comforts of your life in the meantime. You're right. Right. I know. I you know it. I think a lot of times it's it's not necessarily always the fear of failing for themselves. It's the fear of failing and having their friends look at them and go, I knew that shit wasn't going to work, but uh, haha. You know, when, when all those other people, is, hey, 
Yeah. Hey, at least I tried. At least you tried. At least I tried. You went out there and did it and and grinded through and, and you tried. Um, where do you see the market, the CBD market going now? Do you feel like it's kind of on its end or what are your, what are your thoughts on that? You know, it's, it, it's funny. So we, we, um, we were very blessed and fortunate, you know, during COVID last year to really thrive, quite yeah. frankly. I know a lot of people didn't, so I say that very lightly, but you know, e-commerce was, was booming last year because people didn't weren't out in store shopping. Yep. They're sitting at home on their computers and, you know, we, we grew a tremendous amount last year, which was great. And it's, it's been flat this year, but I think that's just in like internet traffic is down overall, but I think that's because people are getting out and living their lives, which is fantastic. Right. I think the CBD market has a tremendous runway left to go. Mm-hmm. I think it's expected to grow over 2000% by 2025. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's funny right now, my, from a time perspective, I'm, um, you know, I own and operate now four total businesses and I have, I sit in five different roles at different jobs or companies in town, whether it's advisory work or consulting work while operating those businesses. And it's time to just shed some of those. And it gets to a point where it's like, okay, I am literally working 12 hour day right now, every single day, weekends, I'm 24 seven. And you know, the work-life balance really, really needs some work right now in my yeah. life. And that's what I, I would tell people. I'm like, look, like, you don't, you don't live to work, you work to live. Right. So you work and, and people are like, oh, success is all about the money. Success is about all the stuff. No, absolutely not. Working is about having enough money to do what you want when you want to do it. Yeah. It's not about the dollars in the bank. It's not about it's about being able to have the freedom to do what you want. And that's what working that I've learned about working is yes, money is great. Yes. Money makes things easier. Right. And, but money also in the key component for me is it provides the opportunity for freedom to do what you want with your family and, and the friends that you want to spend time with. When did you start learning that? Or when did that realization kind of hit mm, you? Probably the last probably during COVID, honestly, because the kids were, the kids were out of school. We, you know, at the time we were in transition between houses. We were living in an apartment at the time and COVID hit. And it was me, my wife, my two kids and my two dogs, Brittany Spaniels, which have a ton of energy. And it just like, wasn't working, but we had the ability and the means to say, okay, look, this isn't working. There's no restaurants open around us. So let's go and, and do something fun. So we went and rented a, a place at the beach for three months. And we, we just, we had the ability to work from there because we run an e-com company and we just had the ability to go and do that. Right. Yeah. And, and that was the, fr- that's the freedom I'm talking about. And that experience living at the beach for three months we ended up buying a place at the beach and it's been fantastic. And just having that freedom and that mindset shift of, Hey, money, you work to make money and you have to do that. Like that's a, a necessity in life. It's right. Like it's, it's one of those core components. You have to have money, but it's the freedom that it provides on the other side. That is why I work so hard. Yeah. Now. 
I I actually uh, interviewed my dad, and my dad, God, he worked, he owned his own business from the time he was 18 until he retired at 62. And we talked about it, and we talked about him moving up and, and working and the amount of hours that he put in. And I asked him, I was like, do you have any regrets? Like at the very end, and he's like, yeah, you know what I do? I, I regret not spending more time with my family. And like you said, the money's good, but you, you got to work hard to have the time to spend, you know, with your loved ones or doing whatever you want to do. Um, some people aren't wired that way. Some people are wired like their whole existence yeah. is work, you know, and that's okay. Um, but I kind of, I like the bigger picture. I like spending time with the family and, yeah, and, and stuff. And, and, and look, Catherine and I are young parents and, you know, Jack is 12 and I'm 36. So you do the math. Both my kids are going to be out of the house by the time I turn 50. Mm -hmm. So, you, you know, you extrapolate that even further, like I'll be possibly 55 or 60 when my first grandkid, like I'm going to be a young right. grandfather, young, you know, you know all things right considered, there with I you. hope that's the case, yeah. right? Like I want to have the energy. I want to have the time and most importantly, the time to do what I want with those kids while, yeah. when they're growing up. And yep. like, that's what I'm working. I mean, that's it. Like yep. literally that's what I'm working for right now. It goes by so <laughs> fast to just have that ability. So yeah, fast, so fast, man. I mean, I'm going to be 40. I'm you're on kind of like the same trajectory that I was on. So I'll be 49 this year, and um, Robert just graduated, and so he'll be off to college. Yep. And it's gone within a blink of an eye, within a blink of an eye. And you, oh, no. you try to slow it, and you try to do different things, and um, it just it's fast. It's fast. Mm -hmm. um, we just no, had no, his graduation this weekend, and uh, it was good. It was good. I liked it. It was funny how you did the COVID thing to spend time with the family. You went to the beach and, and things of that nature. We used to do, um, when restaurants started opening up and they were doing curbside pickup, we would have parking lot picnics and we'd go there. We'd have our chairs, awesome. pick up the food, sit in the parking lot and have you know, lunch or whatever, but that was a crazy. Yeah. Time. Um, no, it's awesome. well, where do you That's see, cool. where do you see your future? Like what's, what's the future for, for John? You know, it's, it's funny. People ask me that all the time. They really do. They're like, you know, what's next? What's next? What's next? And, and I truly, and this is sometimes a detriment and I'm working on it like for, from a, a self-improvement perspective, but I truly live my life in six week blocks. And I can tell you what, like it's, it's now almost the middle of June. I can tell you what's going to happen between now and the end of July. After that, I have no clue. Yeah. And things come out of nowhere, new opportunities present themselves. And, you know, like when you're, when you're out and you're looking for a white car, you're going to see a lot of white cars. When you're out looking for how to make money or a new stock to buy, you're going to, you're going to find that when you're looking for opportunity, you're going to see opportunity opportunity, my wife tells me this all the time, opportunity presents itself to people already on the dance floor. So it's, it's, it's a really cool concept where if you're out there, if you're dancing and you're seeing opportunity and you're growing and you're, you're executing, you're doing all those things, you're going to see them when they show up. Yeah. But if you're not, if you're not looking, you're never going to see it. Right. 
So it's, it's, uh, it's just one of those things. I don't know what the future holds, but you know what? I'm just going to keep moving forward. I'm going to keep my head down. I'm going to stay focused. I'm going to keep executing. And that next thing will come along. Yeah. Are you one that looks for uh, retirement? Are you like, uh, uh, I'm going to work till this you know, time or no, yeah. I'll never, I mean, I'll re I'll retire quote unquote, air yeah. quotes retire, but am I ever going to just not do anything? Probably yeah. not. Right. Yeah. Invest. You know, one of the things I really want to do, I'll be honest, I really want to start a car wash. Okay. Okay. Like, there's a lot, there's a lot of money in car washes and there's no risk. Like I've been in CBD risky. I've been in electronic cigarettes, risky, regulated. Like, it'd be cool to be in an industry that's not regulated, right? Yeah. So start a car wash. They're highly profitable. Build them up, operate them, sell them. Like, I just think that's really interesting. I like how so, that's your trajectory. I like how you build something, you start it, it's running, and sell it. Three build years. It. Three years, man. Like, build it. it going. I mean, it's what, like, I'm great at building. So, like, yeah. I'll start it build it, but I'm not like a, uh, I'm not a, a, a farmer, like there's hunters and farmers, right? right? I'm a hunter. I'll kill it. I'll eat it. I'll feed it, a flock around me, but like, I'm not going to go farm the corn for the next 30 years. It's just not how I'm wired. Yeah. So, but I'll build it, give somebody else, you know, give me some money for it and you can have it. You can have Start the keys. something new. Start something new. I love it. That's, that is how I'm wired. I, I have a hard time, you know, like yeah. you said, you start to get into that three and that four year mark. And then I'm ready for a change. Like I'm ready to do something different. Um, don't know what it is, Yeah, uh, but I have that no, same cool. feeling. I, you know, I, I totally, I can feel you. I like that. What do you do? Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's your, what's your, I like the car wash thing. You're like, like coming through and the kids out there drying the car, that type of car wash. Like, no, no, no. The I, one where the, the one where you go through and it's like self vacuum. So like, like the Sam's Marts here in Charlotte, right? Yeah. The Sam's express Yeah, drive through, you vacuum your own car, you dry down your own car. And all I do is scrub the front and spray the foam on the windshield. Nice. You you do the rest. <laughs> I love it. I love well, people it. are particular, right? I mean, you can't yeah. like Auto Bell is a great model, and it, I'm sure it's profitable. There wouldn't be a gazillion of them in Charlotte, but yeah, like people are particular. Like, if you want something done right, do it yourself. Yeah. So, like, I don't need to put high school kids in the front of you know a, a 50 year old guy driving a Porsche that wants a spec something cleaned off his windshield. Like, it's not fair to the kids. Like. Like yeah. if you want that thing off your windshield, do it yourself. Right. Here's, here are the tools. <laughs> yeah. So, so what do you like to do outside of work? What's your hobbies? Mm, I love to, ex I love to go to the beach. I love to exercise. I love to spend time with my family, walk my dogs and I love to golf. Like that's it. Yeah. So like, I don't watch sports. I watch the golf tournaments on the weekends, but like I'll occasionally watch a Panthers game, but you know, coffee talk in the office and and things like that like i generally don't know what's going on in the world just because i'm hyper focused in what's going on in mine yeah um i love to golf like that's my escape i take my son out he's uber into golf when we when we uh spent the three months of the beach he just fell in love with the sport a bottom set of golf clubs there's a golf course there fell in love with it we've kept the fire ignited and now he's he's actually a really really good 12 year old player so 
now it gives me an excuse to go out and play golf several times a week, which is fantastic. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Well, you know what? I enjoyed this. This was fun. Um, yeah, me too. Wish you all the success and uh, can't wait to hear what your next project is. No, man, I'd, I'd love to uh, do anything I can to help. So let's, let's stay in touch. And I've really enjoyed chatting with you. Yes, Thanks, sir. Robert. All right. See you, buddy. See you, dude. Bye.